This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. With Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines. Yates Foreign Center chat line is open. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app. It's presented by Happy State Bank, and you can... You can download the app. Uh, just go to your your store there on your uh, on your phone, and it'll be right there for you. And and then that's how you can communicate with us through the Double T ninety seven three mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. We have to search for it. It won't just be sitting there on the front. Desk. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, we're cool. We're not that. Cool. Who knows? It might be if you talk to it. You might. It might. It might eventually pop up. That's what seems to happen with my phone. <laughs> nope. Hasn't popped up for me yet. Let's see. Uh, this from the Ace Points in the chat line. They didn't play great, but they still hustled. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah, they, that's fair. Yeah, I think they did hustle. I think they they went hard for the basketball last night and uh, tried to share it. Uh, not too many assists last night. 11 assists on 22 made field goals uh, last evening. You had uh, 32 points in the paint, uh, and then you had 17 fast break points last night. So uh, that, was, that was good to see. Um, and then... Didn't get as many points off turnovers as as you would have liked, only because you were turning it over more than they did, um, and played better in the in the first half than you did in the second half. First half, you went twelve of twenty seven from the field, four of thirteen from distance, thirteen of sixteen from the free throw line. They they were eight of twenty eight and zero of thirteen from beyond the arc. They got their only free throw in the first half. <laughs> I was really rooting. I was really rooting for that to be just one. Um, I was hoping that nobody would do something stupid and foul and send it to the free throw line because I wanted that disparity of twenty nine to one. And again, I didn't. I didn't see anything that just looked egregious. There were there were a number of times, particularly in the second half, you know, probably after the 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 ten minute mark, where I, I thought, oh, that's a, <clears throat> that's a double dribble, or oh, that's a travel, or <laughs> I mean. There's sometimes there was a double dribble and a travel all on the same play in the same kind of setting, um, but <clears throat> at any rate, it was uh, it was it was good to to see the boys back on the on the floor and uh, see them hoop it up. Um, I'm sure for them, they probably felt like it was great to play somebody other than themselves, you know, in basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, so we sat in our uh, we sat in our new seats last night, which are in the upper deck on the south end. And uh, have a pretty good view, so I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty pleased with the uh, lucky lady selection of our seats. So it's real close to the stairs. You know, just got to go up a flight and just a few steps, and boom, right there we are. I don't know if these are seats for life for us in the arena, but uh, are they on the they're... front row? No, huh? No, then no. Yeah, you're gonna upgrade. But at I mean, least I, more time. there's a part of me that likes sitting upstairs just because you can kind of see the play develop. Um, you can kind of see you see it from a different different angle. Than, than when you just sit real close down on the floor. Yeah, but that's where all the people you want to talk to are. No, I, I know. I know, but you can spot them out from upstairs. Be kind of like a sniper. So you could see, oh, there's that guy. I need to talk to him. There's that guy. I need to talk to him. There's that guy. I need to talk to him. The, the challenge is you got to walk to go get to him. Right, so you're going to change seats two or three more times down there. We there's, all know what's coming. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a little bit, there's a little bit of that, but, I mean, you get, you get kind of a bird's eye view. I like the view upstairs. I, th- yeah. I think you can really see the court. Um, yeah. You can see the plays. Mm-hmm. You know, 
to see what's happening right. and, and you know a better view of you know a guy back cutting or uh, how they're getting open those kind of things so I, I don't really have an opinion about you know how I can see guys in the crowd down there <laughs> I did and, say uh, the play developed I was okay. then I, then the sarcasm was kicking in uh, but I do like sitting upstairs because you can see the see the play develop and see what's mm-hmm. going on I wonder and I'm, I'm just, I mean, if I had my choice, I'd be sitting courtside, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. Just because you're right there on top of the action. Sure. But, but I think I think there's plenty of positives from being upstairs. I, w- I wonder, and you know, because they've got you know an, an assistant or an analyst or or a GA or somebody. I mean, it's it's almost two to one down there from players to coaches and handlers and things like that. I wonder if they've ever thought about putting somebody upstairs, not that could communicate one. Uh, to the bench, I don't know if that's legal or not, but then certainly, kind of a bird's eye view from from a halftime standpoint of, hey, here's here's what we're seeing, here's what here's what we're doing, um, you know, kind of like you have guys up in the press box for football. Hmm. Um, I, yeah, I don't know if that would be legal or not. You know, the legal the the illegal part might be the communicating, you know, to the bench, but. The other part of it might be, hey, you know, you got somebody up there filming it or videoing it or whatever you want to call it now. Uh, but, you know, would you have somebody up there that could be, you know, an analyst that's saying, hey, we're not getting back or we're lazy with the pass or and you kind of you see that you see that develop right there in in, uh, in in front of them. So I don't know. That's that was that was. That was pretty cool. So. Yeah, I, I bet there's a guy named Connor Stallions that would probably love to do it. <laughs> He's available. He's available. He's available. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might learn something on that uh, Michigan deal today, but Michigan's attorneys sent the Big Ten's attorneys a letter basically saying, you can't do that. <laughs> Punish us. <laughs> I don't know if these are the same kind of attorneys that would – like when they were going to school, would stand up and go, you can't do that. You can't do that. I don't know. They might be. You know, could. You ever stand up and yell that, like when you were a student at Texas Tech or maybe when you're cheering on your daughter? I think that's a, kind of think a, that's you know, a newer cheer. Is it? You, okay. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. There were some uh, there were some air balls last night. Man, those guys from AM Commerce, they were they were just awful. I mean, they were they were they were not not very good. I mean, clearly when you're I mean, both teams were five of twenty three from three. Five of the guys behind me were very entertaining. Uh there were three guys sitting behind us. One guy I guess it's his boss's seats is what he was what he was saying. One of the guys had had put some money down, and he had he had given up twenty five points to A and M Commerce. He took Tech minus the twenty five, and it was really highly entertaining at the end of the game when they're. I mean, they're throwing up wild threes. I mean, they have a shot at the at the three point line, and it hits the front of the rim. Or this guy, I don't know what he was going to lose hundred bucks, a couple hundred bucks. I have no idea. And but it was just um, it was entertaining to hear to hear that. It kind of made the game fun at the end, mm-hmm. you know. And I was happy for him that he won his money, um, but it was his buddies were kind of they were kind of they were cheering for Tech, but they're kind of like really razzing him, going, "Oh, he's gonna hit it! 
I tell you, it almost that that one shot there with about twelve seconds left to go in the ball game, it damn near went in. Hits the front of the rim. It's like it was it was on target. I think one of the guys that I was impressed with last night that was I feel like is going to be an unsung hero on this team, and it, I guess it shouldn't really be a surprise because he's played so many games at the in a, at a high level. But I thought Joe Toussaint was really good running mm-hmm. the point for the Red Raiders last night. I questioned a little bit of his shot selection at times when he was trying to take threes off the dribble, but I thought he was great going to the basket. I thought he um, defensively looked like a lockdown defender too. Um, and just a guy that could get to the rim. And so I, I liked the energy that he played with. Okay. He, I, I, I got to believe he's going to be, you know, Coach McCaslin's coach on the court. Again, he's played mm. a bunch of games in the Big Ten and the Big 12 and physical guy like you'd expect out of a West Virginia player. And so I'm I'm ex- I'm, I'm excited about him. I, th- I think he's going to be a key guy. I've, you know, coming into the season, I was a little bit nervous about the point guard position and you know, he had seven assists in the uh, game against AM. He only had one last night, but he looks like a guy that can run the show, distribute, do all the things that you want out of a veteran guard back there. And, you know, that kind of allows Pop to do his thing shooting the ball, which he obviously does really well. Pop can be Pop. Pop can Pop. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. We have uh, Red Raider football with Joey McGuire tonight at 6, a, 6 p.m., not 6 a.m. That'd be, I mean, that, might, that might be kind of fun some morning. Do a Red Raider football with Joey McGuire breakfast. 6 a.m. instead of 6 p.m. That means we can just sleep in and out. I mean, I was, yes. yeah, I'm yeah. thinking the same thing, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Yes, let's yeah. do that. Yeah, let's think that. Today. Well, I mean, we're already up. We're going. I mean, we're dressed. We're suited up. We're ready to go. You don't think I can go back to sleep? <laughs> You you might be able to right I, now. I don't think given I, the I, opportunity. I, I don't I don't think I don't think I I, I don't think I could. Uh, would that that be kind of fun? That'd be different, right? Shake it up a little bit. Hey, Coach McGuire, have everybody over for breakfast. Where, where are you having them? Wherever 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 he's supposed to be. Uh, tonight on his show, he'll have assistant coach CJ Ayu and also um, outside linebacker Miles Cole. Okay, and. Um, CJIU is uh, one of the linebacker coaches. Well, he's the linebacker coach. And so he'll have uh, one of his uh, young men on, Miles Cole, who has uh, done a really good job of finding the football. Maybe he can find it on Saturday. That'd be good, right? We could use that. Yeah, pick up a couple turnovers here and there. That'd be opportunistic, you know. Um, See if you can kind of flip the field a little bit and take advantage of, uh, you know, some – points off turnovers and stuff like that usually it's more of a basketball term but i mean you have plenty of people that look at that and go okay points off turnovers in the um in the football realm too uh some high sure school you do yeah no it's important yeah. i mean it's not just forcing turnovers mm-hmm. and then turn them in turning them into points for yourself yeah uh high school football tonight uh hail center the owls and uh, the new home leopards will play at lowry field tonight That'll be at, I say tonight, it'll be today at 4 o'clock. Um, so if you've uh, got that on your list today. Uh, then uh, also tonight at uh, Lowry Field will be Dalhart and Denver City. That'll be an 8 p.m. kick. Uh, so if you want to see some football in the city tonight, you can uh, head over to Lowry Field tonight. Uh, tonight at uh, Tiger Stadium in Wolfert, the home of the Tigers, it'll be the Lobos and the Bulldogs. Uh, Borger and Monahans will play tonight. 
And then, of course, uh, on 100.7, the score at 5 o'clock during rush hour, uh, you'll have uh, the Lubbock Cooper Pirates playing host to the El Paso Parkland Matadors. Uh, Pirates 7-3 and three in the regular year. So they look to uh, advance. Tomorrow night, we'll have uh, Friendship and El Paso Eastwood uh, on the air. And so look forward to uh, to that uh, tomorrow night as uh, Friendship looks to make a run. That'll be at Trooper Stadium in El Paso. So uh could be an interesting affair uh, tomorrow night uh, for the uh, Friendship Tigers. Quite a good season, 8-2. and two. Yeah, good season, no doubt. Yeah. A little two-game hiccup there in the middle, but yeah. pretty good. That offense is dominant. Uh, I, I apologize. I do not know. The question is, what was the time for the first guns up three ball? Fifteen forty-six. Oh, thank quarter, you. Thank you. Half. Thank you. Fifteen forty-six. That was what was left on the clock. That was what was left on the clock. Okay, I was. Wa- that's about the so time I walked four, into the arena. Yeah, it was uh, ten to two, and then uh, Pop makes a three. Yeah, and I think then I think there was a a timeout because I, I walked into the arena. It was it, it was thirteen to two? So I I just missed it. Just missed it. So I had. I was going. I was flipping across town all day long yesterday. I, I was in Southwest Logan. Then I had to be downtown. I was downtown. I had to be in Southwest Logan. Down. And it was challenging. It's a bad deal. Yeah. It was. It was I was flip flopping. I was flopping all over the place. Good to see you survived it. Yeah, I did survive. I did. Made it to the game. <laughs> I did. Shook some hands. Uh, yeah. Maybe you shook a couple of hands, and that was. Mm-hmm. That was. I didn't. Uh, my spent some quality time with your wife. I did. Yeah. Did we, you? Uh, we, did you sit and talk to her at halftime, or did you go get popcorn? I sat and talked to her at halftime. Nice. I, nice. And I bought her a coke before the ball game too. Nice. So, yeah. So, you know, we we had good conversation because she kind of caught me up on a couple of things so <laughs> so it was, it was a it was a it was a good evening and you know so we'll 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 do it again tonight you know red raider football with joey mcguire and then sunday afternoon we'll spend it with uh, the red raiders in uh, san jose state at the arena the tip you don't there let her sit with you o'clock. during the lady raider games no i sit no. with mark finkner <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we try to limit the number of guests that we have mm. at our table. Oh man, <laughs> we just Levelin Harris got to talk to Tom Stone last night at halftime. I, I mean, I I actually walked into the arena with Tom Stone last night, mm-hmm. and we had we had real good conversation as uh, we walked across and walked into the arena together. So um, I I'm uh, I'm anxious for his team. Um, they'll be in action on uh, on Sat on Friday, and so we'll see Let's see if they can get. Uh, Get three wins at home. She can only get one this week. Can't count your chickens before they hatch. Just get one. He said this. He said the mid majors are are scrappy teams, and that um, you know this is one of them. So okay. he said you gotta gotta keep keep mind of that because I mean, look if you make it to the tournament, I mean you've got some degree of you've had some degree of success, and you come in here. I mean they they know it's going to be. Hey, us against the world kind of deal, and you're going to have that foxhole mentality. Sure. No matter sure. no matter the sport, so um, you want to make sure that you you go out there and get started off well, and you know see if you can get yourself a couple of goals, and then just hang on, and win, yeah. and survive in advance. Yeah, get get a couple goals early, and just kind of take mm-hmm. their heart. Right. Just take take the heart. Crush them. Yeah. Crush them. 
and then maybe they won't have that feeling of hey let's let's shock the world here they'll have mm-hmm. the feeling of yeah there's a reason we were the prohibited underdog here yeah i, I was i i don't know how to feel about the crowd of the ball game last night um i guess there was a part of me that was surprised there weren't more people there but then i mean it's i, I do understand it's um that your opponent and first game and you know not but I was I was the, the student crowd was okay it wasn't wasn't like jam packed it was pre, it was pretty good I mean it was I would say it was pretty good but it's not what I've been accustomed to and the same thing with the townies too but all in all I think people found their way to the arena last night it's, it's not the location hasn't changed um, the halftime act was interesting uh, this guy was did a balancing act he put like this full scale ladder on his chin. And balanced it. It's talent. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, I, I guess. I guess it's talent. I mean, there's. It has to be because I mean, he has to have some strength to do the that. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. We come to you this morning from the First United Bank Studio. Look forward to hearing from you on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double t ninety seven three for that or the mobile app. Visual Edge IT hotline is open too at eight oh six. Seven seven one zero nine seven three. Again, uh, thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. All right, Jamie, you got uh, Texas Tech uh, traveling to Kansas on Saturday. Optimum Game Day live coverage uh, begins at seven a.m. with a Saturday morning quarterback. We'll review the high school games from tonight and tomorrow and this afternoon and and uh, the preview ahead. But also uh, coverage of uh, Texas Tech and their ball game trying to get to uh, 500 uh, against uh, the Kansas Jayhawks on Saturday. Um, what's your what's your comfort level for this game or, or discomfort level for this game? My comfort level, um, I, I'm about a confidence level of about three and a half that you're going to win the game. Three and a half, okay. What? Is that what you were looking for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was... It, Realized kind of awkwardly phrased that question, but I was trying to just be a little bit different. Um, what what if what will change that during the course of the game? Where you'll, I mean, real I realize scoring more points than them will make you feel more comfortable. But I mean, will be will there be some things like in the early going first first quarter first half where you go, oh okay, I think we got I think we got a chance here to to uh, to win a ball game on the road. Well, I definitely think you have a chance. I, I mean, I, the thing of it is, is I, I think you're just as talented as they are. Um, obviously, you've had one more injury to the quarterback position uh, that affected a couple of games, mm-hmm. um, but you're not dealing with that now. Um, I think you're just as talented as Kansas. I don't think that they've out-recruited you or anything like that. They've just played better than you. Um, and at times have had a better scheme than you. Uh, their offensive line is really good. Uh, which allows them to be really good on offense. Uh, they do so many different things to hurt you, both um, passing and running the football. Uh, a lot of different looks they give a defense to confuse them, all that good stuff. Uh, I would say if the, to answer your question, Chuck, if what would make me feel um, good, would I, obviously A, a hot start where maybe you got out to a, a lead, maybe you scored and then forced a turnover and scored again and went up double digits early. That would make me feel really good. Or 
um, just to be more realistic, if you were really uh, doing a good job against their run game mm-hmm. and forcing them to be one-dimensional and see if um, you know if you're controlling Jason Bean, keeping him in, in the pocket and forcing him to throw the ball to hurt you, that that would be uh, that would make me feel a little bit more co- confident. Uh, Tim DeRuta, the Texas Tech's defensive coordinator, talked about how their offense creates a lot of stresses for the defense. Said that it would be quite a challenge. Um, really liked the fact that they had a little extra time uh, to get a head start because you played TCU last Thursday, and so you had you know Friday, Saturday, you know, and then really a couple extra days there to to get yourself ready. I'm sure that they already had done quite a bit of work, obviously, uh, but he he thought. Uh, one of the keys is um, their running game where they're averaging about 200 yards a game and just stressed how they have to be gap sound and try to keep um, from giving up too many explosive plays. And, you know, he cited uh, the Kansas running back, uh, Devin Neal, who this year has rushed for 136 times and 828 yards, averaging about six per game and then nine touchdowns with his longest run of being 75 yards. I mean, he's a fast guy. And that, that, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's part of the trouble. He also said that they would face more formations than anyone. In fact, he even said more formations uh, than anyone he's faced. And so that poses a problem. He said they have a veteran offensive line, speaking to what you just talked about. And he said that they've had dramatic improvement. He said the players believe in their system and they execute it well. So, you know, it's not always that you have to have the biggest, fastest, and talented, but you also have to have, you know, belief in your system and then you have to be able to execute it, you know, almost just like second nature. And that's that's when you really, I think, accelerate as a, as a team, whether it's at really any sport, but football and basketball especially, and maybe even especially more along that offensive line that when you're, you know, knocking guys down or protecting your quarterback or opening up holes and you're able to do do so so much and the scheme has to be a good one too yeah yeah if you can believe in it but if it's a bad one sure right 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 <laughs> um at, at times i've i've questioned things he uh, this year this year uh speaking about the texas other Tech, years too by the way yeah probably question the scheme of this show from time to time as well <laughs> maybe some questions you quit asking maybe you didn't even know there was a scheme to this show uh, it's a scheme all right <laughs> it's a scheme all right the scheme is to get you out of bed early um he 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 spoke about ben roberts and keeps you know on his on his side of the ball about how he keeps getting better each week um talked about how they've had three true freshmen playing meaningful downs I mean, that gets you experience as you're moving forward, but you, you're kind of in one of those deals where you're only as good as the day you're in, you're only as good as the year you're in, and and right now the day you're in is you're 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 really you're facing a, a really really hard situation because you're four and five and trying to get yourself to be bowl eligible so you can you can extend your season. Yeah, the problem is not that you're it, it's it's not that you're playing those guys because you're wanting them to get better. And you're wanting them to have experience. You're playing those guys because they're the best guys you got. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he said, but it was, they're talented guys, so that's mm-hmm. that's a positive for the future. But you're not playing them because you're like, hey, I know they're not as good, but let's get them some experience for 
next year. No, that's not what you're doing. You're playing them because they're your best guys. Mm-hmm. He 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 also spoke about having uh, Jacob Rodriguez back and how huge that well has how huge that was, and how well he he communicates um, to his teammates on the field. And we saw some of that last week. You know just how he you know was helping guys get into position uh, in the plays that he was that he was making. Uh, from a Kansas uh, passing standpoint, one of the guys that they're concerned about on the um, from a receiving standpoint is Lawrence Arnold. He's caught 31 balls, 515 yards, two touchdowns. His longest was 80. He said um, he's a vertical threat and said that they have two guys that can stretch it. And my my guess is, and I I don't I don't know for sure, but my guess is that Jason Bean is going to be the is going to be the quarterback again because Jalen Daniels has been injured. He was the preseason offensive player of the year, and so far this year he's 56 to 75 for 705 yards. But uh, Bean is dual threat. He's 91 of 150 for 1418 yards. But he does have the propensity to throw the interception. He's thrown four this year. Yeah, so that's that's the positive for for you in facing him. Yeah, if you can keep him in the pocket, you have a much better chance here. Mm-hmm. And force him to throw the ball. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Okay, so uh, I apologize to you, Chuck. This is going to be a, a tough one for you. Uh, so we have three games left, mm-hmm. and we have to win two games to mm-hmm. get to a bowl game. Uh, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say if there was one you were going to win, everybody would say they would want to be Texas. Okay? Okay. All right. I would probably disagree with that, but everybody would say Texas. That would be the one. Okay? So let's just go to the other two. If you can only win one of the other two, Mm. road one at Kansas or home one against UCF, which one are you choosing? I'm taking the home game because I like leaving home games happy. I like having a happy Garrett Loft on the Double T ninety seven three Coors Light post game <laughs> show. I like having, I like having people that uh, stay around for the uh, for the post game party. So, if if you're gonna if you're gonna tell me that you're gonna beat Texas and you're only gonna beat one of the other two, I'd rather win at home than on the road. Man, there's so many pluses with both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get the the road win against Kansas and shut up a couple of Jayhawks. And you can uh, continue a a twenty two to two, make it twenty three to three, uh, twenty three to two streak, and mm-hmm. you know they're in the, they've been the charter member of the Big Twelve as opposed to beating up on the new kid. And but it's really we haven't really uh, been able to formulate any hate for UCF yet. Mm-hmm. Not yet. <laughs> I'm sure it'll come quick. Oh, it'll come. Yeah. yeah, especially if we lose our last home game of the year and. I understand the hate. Is it just the transitive hate that goes from basketball to football? Because it's not like football has caused you any aches and pains. I think it comes with working with two of them. I think that's what it, what it comes down to. Really? I was, I was like, have we really been that bad? Maybe, maybe I don't need to ask that question. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to go with Chuck, though. Walking away from the Jones happy is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Because that's how you get the attitude back inside the Jones, that it's a, a tough place to play. You leave there happy, which means you're winning there, and that brings more fans to more games. Road wins are nice. Home wins bring fans. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I think that makes a lot of sense with what you guys are saying. I, I'm 
I'm going to go a different route for a different reason, okay? Um, not disagreeing with anything that Jeff said, but I'm going to say this. I've said all along, like my using losing to UT doesn't bother me as much as losing to Baylor, TCU, or Oklahoma State, okay? Because those are teams that you're you should be equal with. You can feel as far as teams that have the money to spend that you have and all the above, okay? Kansas has been a program that's, you know, been behind you. And I feel like, you know, they're now trying to rise past you. And as far as this season goes, they have, okay? They're a ranked football team. You're nowhere near a ranked football team. And so, to me, I don't want to see somebody that's been behind us leapfrog over us. And maybe... Even if you win this game, you still can't say that they haven't leapfrogged over you. I don't know. They're again, they're top twenty team right now, so maybe you still can't say that. But I just, I hate losing to the teams that I feel like have been behind us, okay, or should be equal to us, okay. And that's why I, you know, I don't get that bent out of shape when we lose to OU in Texas because I know that their budget so much different than ours. Mm-hmm. But when the schools that are equal to us or we've been in front of. I don't I don't want them coming from behind and overtaking us. So I feel like you should take care of business against the teams that you have a good chance to take care of business against. And unfortunately, we haven't done it nearly enough against schools like Oklahoma State uh, in the last 10 years. But um, yeah, give me the give me the Kansas one over the over the UCF one. And I, but I totally get your point about it's it's important for the fan base to to leave games happy and feel good about it and say, hey, this was fun, so I want to buy tickets again. I that totally makes sense to me. I get that. I just man, I, I hate the thought of a KU program that's been so down jumping up in front of us. Uh, a couple things here from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. I'd rather beat a ranked team. Okay, that's fair. Um, Syntax Hank says. Beating the prairie chickens at KU after they beat Oklahoma would mean a wee bit more. Well, they're not prairie chickens. If you want to be disparaging, just say chicken hawks. That's the better thing to say. The The thing about beating the ranked team, though, and while, yeah, beating a ranked team is better than beating an unranked team, you're then losing to an unranked team at home. Right. Like, that's the flip side of it. That That's the why I didn't go that direction. No, I, I, yeah, and, and you're beating it, you're losing at home to a team that you feel like is, be, is below you right now. That is below you right now in UCF. Record wise, they sure are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. My take of the new kids' fans on social so far is BYU is passionate, fun, and predictably squeaky clean. UCF is fun and happy to be here. Cincinnati fans are arrogant for no reason. Utah is the worst. Wish we'd kick them out before they even officially in. Okay. Yeah, I, that, that's, I think that's pretty well, yeah. pretty well written. Yeah, that's, I don't. Um, I think we all hated the Houston fans even before they got into the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I think we've all felt like UT is, or excuse me, Utah, mm-hmm. super arrogant. Right. And see, that just kind of flowed with UT and UT, Utah being arrogant. Okay, it just okay. worked. It kind of goes yeah. hand in hand. Yes. Aw, look at the Utah. <laughs> <laughs> it just worked. We're used to um, it, right? I don't know. I haven't seen, you know, I'm not on social media a ton, but I haven't seen the arrogance from the Cincinnati folks. But I have caught some of that from UT people. And UCF's just been so bad this year, they couldn't say anything. They just yeah. have to shut up and take it. Mm-hmm. 
But I actually think UCF is going to be a good member of this yeah. conference, and especially in football. There, there's just, I mean, they're around too much talent down there in Florida. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. let's take it, let's face it, the spillage from Florida or Florida State or Miami or whomever else is going in there is pretty good, especially if a kid wants to play and play at home. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. That's uh, Grant McCaslin. He's the coach of the Red Raider basketball team. They were winners last night, 73-46. to 46. Uh, If you went to the ball game, you're probably really impressed with how things went in the first half as uh, the Red Raiders were 12 of 27, 4 of 13 from distance, 12 of 13, 13 of 16 from the free throw line. Um, and, and put up uh, in that first half 41 points and allowed just 17 as Texas A&M Commerce was 0 of 13 from beyond the arc, just 1 of 1 from the free throw line. That's where they would finish as well, and uh, 8 of 28. So I think he was, he was happy with the first half. He's happy with what he saw from Pop Isaacs and, uh, and others. I thought another guy, and we have not talked about him very much this morning, but I thought your seven-footer, Jamie, moved really well last night. Uh, I mean, there were... There were some times where he got he got blocked shots in the paint, and you'd like to see him go up a little bit stronger at the rim because Coach McCaslin talked about how they were soft at the rim. But I thought for a seven foot guy, he moved pretty well. Yeah, uh, he definitely moves well. He you can see he's not, but he's not your typical seven footer, right? He's not Mark Eaton. That's no, huh? you know, he's a. I mean, he's a stretch five almost, yeah. <laughs> although he doesn't really shoot from the outside. But he's, I mean, he's a super, super athletic guy, mm-hmm. you know, crazy athletic. And that's how he gets his rebounds. It's not because he's, you know, pounding on people. He's out physicaling them. Um, you know, it's that he's uh, he's just got a long wingspan and he does, you know, so much of rebounding is about effort and he does move a bunch. And so I was impressed with that. Uh, I think you just mentioned that Coach said it last night, but the old, the big thing besides being impressed with his energy and effort and all that, the thing that stood out to me about him last night was he's not strong with the ball in his hands. Yeah. Okay, too many times the ball, whether he was going for an offensive rebound and grabbing it and then losing it or a pass came into the post, and he just was – you know, you need him to be a little bit stronger with the ball in his hands. And, mm-hmm. and I think Coach McCaslin mentioned that. And it just seemed like a lot of times he probably could have had three, four more baskets oh, yeah. if he was stronger. But they continued to, to strip it away from him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so you'd like to see him be a little bit more physical. But I, I love his energy. I love his effort. Um, you know, he runs the floor. I, he's a great help side defender. I mean, all the above. I was really impressed with him. The other defender that I, I really liked last night was Joe Tucson. I, I thought he did a great job defensively uh, as well. So those are two guys that that you've brought in that I, I felt like may can can really make this team a good defensive unit. Uh, I went to the postgame press conference after the ball game last night, and uh, Warren Washington was one of the players that they brought out there. He's got a really deep voice, Jamie. So That's cool. I mean, if you're looking for somebody to do some – some extra work, you know. I mean, Warren, he he gets down real deep. Has he got a good personality? I think so. Yeah, he. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> should we, we should add him to the morning drive then. Seems like he'd sit in the middle, right? <laughs> <laughs> he'd be he'd block our logo though. That would be the problem. Well, he could sit. I, in my I think chair, Jamie is saying he could take his spot oh, on yeah. the morning no, drive. No, no, he's, yeah. he's not that. Yeah. He's not that good. He's not that good. All right, Come here's... on, Chuck. You can coach him up. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah, sure. He's a seven-footer, man. He's a seven-footer. 
Have you ever done a show with a seven footer? No, huh? Yeah. yeah, maybe we'll get him in here one time, just one I, time. It's it's funny to me. I, I level said it last night on uh, watching the television broadcast, and I guarantee you that Hacks and um, and Clark said it on the radio broadcast too. It's funny whenever we mention him, and I'm the same way, so I'm not I'm not criticizing. We all say legit seven footer. <laughs> legit. It's like, it's like you can't say seven footer without saying legit. Yeah. Here's uh But it, I was super I was you know, again, he plays with a lot of energy. I think he's gonna help you both on offense and defense. He had ten rebounds in the first half. Second half for the whole team, it uh as uh, coach just, you go ahead. I just don't put too much stock into the second half. Okay. I mean, I, I don't feel bad about it. Let me put it to you that way. Clearly you weren't as crisp and clean and all that, but we know you're playing so many new players. So many guys are getting out there for mm-hmm. the first time. Uh, you have a big lead at halftime. And so it's not, I think you, you move away from, okay, what do we do here to execute our offense? And, uh, you know, uh, gel together, you move away from that and you start getting into, okay, we've got this game one, so I need to get some shots up. Here's uh, here's Coach McCaslin. He was asked why it got sloppy in the second half, and he, he had he had a similar view and then had some, some additional thoughts as well. Yeah, there's no kind of to it. There was, it was not kind of, it was, it was really, um, I think it showed our inexperience, to be honest. We jumped on them pretty early. And I thought we got the advantages that we wanted. And then instead of putting pressure on them and stretching a league from 20 to 30 to 40, it kind of felt like, okay, we're ahead. Let's see if we can take some chances. And we haven't been that sloppy. And it gets contagious with an inexperienced team where everybody feels like maybe I can make this big play. Maybe I can make this big play. And let's be honest, it's a great environment here. So, I mean, I know our guys are excited to play and I didn't want to pull them back and stop them. I want, I I was good with some of the mistakes that we threw ahead to forwards, trying to put pressure on the rim. But then as the game went on, you could tell two things. One, I do think they play, and get after you defensively, it looked like we were a little bit fatigued. And when you were fatigued, you do tend to make more mistakes. And then two, I just felt like it showed our inexperience and thinking like, hey, let's just try to make a big play. And when we watch it on film, and I watched some possessions at half, I mean, it really was, there were guys open that you could have just passed it here and he would have passed it there, but instead we tried to make the excellent one. And I think that shows that, you know, we're we're trying hard, but we're, trying to make too great of a play in, instead of the simple. And that's going to be the message this prep for the next one is like, let's just make the simple play. You know what I thought was most interesting there? And maybe, and maybe this is a, a veteran coach. I know he looks young and he's relatively young, but I, he's, a, he's a guy that's coached at several different levels, right? Junior college level and been a college assistant and, and then obviously what he did at North Texas. But just the fact that he allowed them to, to kind of – do that a little bit, you know, to me shows some experience as a head coach going, okay, I, I see what you're doing here. I'm going to, I'm going to, as, as opposed to pulling guys immediately off the floor. No, you don't want to take away aggressiveness. Yeah. You also understand the situation as far as first game, so many new players, there's going to be some of that. You just mm-hmm. got to, you know, you got to learn to play with aggression, but at the same time, not be over the top. Yeah. Yeah. So under controlled aggression is what you need. Under controlled aggression. Yeah. But I, th- I think, you know, the, the, the candor of uh, we showed our experience there. We're trying to make big plays. We're trying to we got maybe caught up in the environment a little bit. All those all those kinds of 
all those kinds of things. I thought I thought that was thought that was an, inter- an interesting uh, review of that and and a thought of that uh, with regard to to his team. Uh, he was also asked what he was pleased with uh, with regard to last night. Yeah, the biggest thing was getting to the free throw line. I mean, I, I thought that part of it was great, and, and then I, I I was pleased with the fact that Warren went to the free throw line and and went four for six, and we were you know eighty two percent. I think if you can do that, and that's going to give us a big advantage. Uh, we'd relied on our three making threes against A and M, uh, and and when you don't get the ball to go in from three, like how are you going to create opportunities? So I think that was the biggest one. And then, you know, I thought Darian Williams was solid. I really thought he was. And he's been a three-to-one assist to turnover guy in, in his career. And I thought his, you know, the, the more comfortable he gets handling the basketball, he's another guy that we can depend on. But I thought Darian had a, had a, had a, solid, a solid day, uh, especially in just trying to help uh, solidify us on the defensive glass. He's he's done that well. And then obviously Warren. I said this after the A&M game. I think Darian and Warren didn't play great. Neither one of them scored in the A&M exhibition. And I think those two guys are big parts of our team. And I thought they, they showed that and played significantly better tonight. That's uh, Grant McCaslin, the head coach of the Red Raiders, after last night's 73-46 win over Texas A&M Commerce. Williams last night, Darian Williams had three turnovers to one assist, so he's opposite kind of what he normally does. And then Warren Washington finished with a total of 12 rebounds, just two in the second half. But he was, as Coach McCaslin said, he was four of six in the free throw line. I don't think you'll have another game, Jamie, where you'll have 28 more attempts than the other team from the free throw line than you did last night. I would bet you're right there, Chuck. (laughs) I would bet you're right. They went one for one. Tech went 24 for 29. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.